Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast, episode 43. Still can't believe we've done that many. (laughs) I'm Sam, and I'm joined by my friend, Matt. Oh, mate, I'm glad you didn't ask me how I am, because as as a Spurs fan, I'm I'm (laughs) excited about tonight, but Christ almighty, this is just a terrible run we've been on in it. (laughs) Yeah, it's crap, so I'm just not going to talk about it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is Wednesday, the 3rd of April, as we record this, Year of Our Lord 2019, and Tottenham Hotspur, the famous Tottenham Hotspur, are finally, and I say finally, finally. going home. I know I know. we normally uh, talk about it before the uh, the podcast starts, but I do have some some stats, if you fancy putting them in, in the, in the stadium, about the stadium. Oh really? You you want to drop a mat stats on everybody? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. It's on the it's on the stadium. I think most of the stuff that people know about the stadium, no. but it's just basically numbers. I, I can use some numbers, and it will just we, refer we, to the stadium. You, you had me at stats, and your name is Matt. <laughs> you, you got me. Let's hit it. Now it's time for Matt's stats on the Spurs News podcast. Right, okay, so I've got some numbers written in front of me, and they start at one billion and they finish at zero, and then we'll go <laughs> through them, shall we? Yeah, bring it. <laughs> right, one billion, which is what most people know is the cost of the stadium. <laughs> Quite an expensive <laughs> little project, wasn't it? <laughs> an expensive little project, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's worth it. It's worth every penny of that billion pounds when you when you look at it. Right, yeah. the, the next one we're going to go down a little bit further, which is sixty two thousand sixty two, which is the stadium capacity. So we are going to be we have now got the biggest uh, Premier uh, biggest stadium in London in the Premier League, yeah. and the second biggest in the Premier League after Man United, whose capacity is seventy four nine nine four. But most yeah. importantly. We've got more than Arsenal's, which is sixty-two sixty, <laughs> and then then Malfi lot that are borrowing at Athletic Stadium at sixty thousand as well. <laughs> yeah, bless them, bless them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've shown them how a stadium should be built. I think in a, in a nutshell. Uh, well, I, I think we've shown the world uh, modern yeah. stadiums. Uh, I think Daniel Levy in an interview said yesterday that he already knows of several people who are looking at our stadium, going, "Okay, right, this is the benchmark. This now, benchmark. now we got to move from it." I I do, I do worry though that we're going to be the arsing finger of um, football stadiums though, where we're going to we're basically the benchmark, and then everyone's going to overtake us. <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't do that! Don't be negative, Matthew. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, yeah, Matt. Right, starts, positive. Come on. Positive, positive, positive. Right, seventeen thousand five hundred, which is the uh, capacity of the South Stand, our, our kind of cop, if you like, yep. and it is a beauty to behold. I must admit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the next one we've got is um, six hundred and eighty-nine, which uh, is. Can I? The... Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Go on in. Go on in. The number of different cheeses in the cheese room. <laughs> no, 
mate. No, uh, we, we we've discovered that's a myth, haven't we? The the the, the cheese room. No, have we not? it's a conspiracy. There is a cheese room. Just us riffraff. We're not supposed to know about it. <laughs> All right, is that why they've yeah, kept it a secret? It's right? a conspiracy, people. <laughs> up up in that stadium upon the high, they are eating delicious cheeses whilst we have to eat <laughs> chips and stuff. They are gourmeting it up. I will. I will expose this. Anyway, so go do, on. Do you know, do you know what? On a side note, I know me and you yeah. like to have a little kind of uh, what's the word? We sort of go. We have a little conversations that sometimes drift away from football, don't we? Often, but yes. I, 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 as a child, uh, just flatly said that I don't like cheese. Like you know, if I went to a birthday party that involved cheese, yeah. like for example, a pizza so or anything, I wouldn't eat I've- it. After your parents put you up for adoption for this ludacy, yes. <laughs> what what else happened? As of as of as of matured, which is quite an apt nice. word to use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just yeah. discovered I love cheese. That's I, an oh. unbelievable pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I one thing I did discover which was um something that honestly I had discovered it at Christmas at my in laws. Yeah. And uh it was just oh my god, why am I nearly forty and this is the first time I've tried this? Yeah. Baked, baked camembert. It is just, just is the this, best thing I've is ever. Is that eaten. the future? I, I actually made my mum cry when I was about ten because okay. I binned what I thought was just a massive block of mouldy cheese from the fridge. Oh, no. Turns out it was about sixty pounds worth of this rare <laughs> French cheese or something like that. And I was just like, oh, I'm helping my mum throwing out the mouldy stuff. Oh, oh look, this is clearly gone. Ugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually saw my mum cry. <laughs> was... Oh, jeez. Yeah, you're you're, was, you're uh... making me think of that advert. I don't know if you've seen the Specsavers advert where the guy goes and clears out the guy's taps and he ends up binning like uh, all this wine that had been like oh, really? for a hundred <laughs> years. He, think, he thought he was just binning the, the dirty water from the drain. Brilliant. Oh, man, yeah. Should have gone the Specsavers. Should have gone oh, Specsavers. I, I think uh, that might I, apply to you. <laughs> I, I, I learned that day that not all cheese... Well, some cheese needs to be mouldy. That's, that's what I learned that day. <laughs> you learned that. Yeah, very valuable lesson. Grown-ups like eating mould, freaks. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, you were saying 600 yeah, and something. 689, what do you reckon? What do you reckon it is? is you're pretty... 689 yeah. um, are the total number of away fans will let in the stadium. No, I wish. Okay, six hundred and eighty-nine <laughs> is the number of times Mike Dean has given decisions against us per game on average. Yeah, that, I think that's pretty. You pretty kind of okay. Six hundred and eighty-nine <laughs> is the number of Daniel Levy's relatives and family are suddenly his best friends and all have boxes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, if that's that means to go around, yeah. Yeah. No, six hundred eighty-nine is actually the amount of days since we last played a game at White Lane. So, or a oh, home game, I guess. So. Man, that's painful. <laughs> take me home take me home I'm, please I'm tired and I want to go to bed <laughs> I'm, I'm tired I'm tired take me home we're tired we've been on the road for so long oh, I don't know how Arsenal do it I mean they've been out of Woolwich now for years <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah, it's a stressful experience isn't it it is yeah <laughs> right the next one 365 yep which is the amount of days that the stadium will be open in the year, True. so yes. if you want to go and visit on Christmas Day for a stadium tour, then yep. then um, they'll they'll welcome you. Yeah, they're, they're actually got restaurants that are going to serve Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's fantastic, mm. isn't it? Yeah, really it is good. pretty cool. It's going to be a venue all year round for yeah. people. Yeah, really, really good. One hundred eighty. Oh, oh, can I guess? Go on. One hundred and eighty is the number of pounds we offer Toby Elder World per week. <laughs> yeah, hundred eighty quid. Yeah, why are yeah. you signing it, mate? <laughs> 
<laughs> he he wanted more zeros. We added zeros just in yeah. front. Just yeah. well, we just, we put a couple of zeros, but not the three that he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with a with a decimal place clearly indicating we meant pence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, one hundred and eighty. I, I can see why the contract uh, contract yeah. really went, you can went see you can see why his dad stormed out now. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, uh, one hundred and eighty is the number of times. We're gonna score in the last few games of this season. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> 180 is the amount of bedrooms there's gonna be in the hotel. Or there is, sorry, in the yeah. in the hotel that's in the stadium. And I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I know yeah, you're the yeah, man that's... in the know, but I'm hoping yeah. I'm educating people listening that, unlike yourself, aren't in the know. Oh god, that made me sound like a pretentious arse. <laughs> oh mate, you are in the know, yeah. aren't you? Oh, no, I, I don't. Oh, I, 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 I'm waiting for the day when I'll tell you something. You're like, oh really? Because <laughs> hey, no, you've done it a couple of times. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I just have a badge well. for that. <laughs> you, you know what's going to happen with your next stat, don't you? Go on. Go on. No, go on. Go on. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. 65, go on, 65 what? Right, 65 is two things. It's the uh, amount of food and drink outlets in the stadium. Oh, really? And also, how long in metres the bar is. <laughs> that that kind of big one behind the oh, south. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, well, there you go. I did not know that. There you go, I've taught you something. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yes. Right, 40. Next one's 40. Uh, the average age of the legends that played recently. Well, I think that might be on the low side. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 140. Mark Falco, Naeem, and Mickey um, Hazard. Kind of, and, and oh, Mickey Hazard limped off. That he, was he, a heartbreaking he, moment for me. He's done his. He actually done his Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have an operation. He's got like oh a moon boot God. on, and he says it was all worth it. The man's a hero. He is absolutely. Um, Gaza did lean. the same. Um, that was kind of wonderful well, well, and heartbreaking. Well, Gaza, Gaza did it time. as he warmed up, which is not the best time to do. <laughs> no, no, but bless him, he still got on the pitch. Still and Naeem, uh, every time he got near the halfway line, we all shouted shoot. Do you know? I, do you know I enjoyed is, that. I don't know if you're planning to talk about the Legends game and like if we get to talk about it later, but no, um, not really. <laughs> well, he, it was. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The result was irrelevant. I know we lost, but yeah, you know, it, it you was know Robbie Keane was genuinely annoyed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, I saw that. But Robbie, yeah. right, Robbie Keane's um, goal, fantastic yep. celebration, annoying. Right, you know um, uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory when that that girl eats that blueberry I can't think of her name and she just turns yeah. into a massive blueberry with her little legs poking out that was Naeem right but he's oh, st- he still he he was probably one of the most agile skillful players on the pitch it was insane see, see I thought he looked like Jan Mulby but yeah. Jan Mulby looked like that his whole career. Yeah, that's right. No, he was yeah. fifty. Yeah, exactly. It was kind. It was kind of a, a yeah throwback to watching early late eighties, early nineties football. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, but no, forty is the highest point of the Skywalk that the um, that they've got at the stadium. Oh, nice! Like forty meters high. Forty meters high. Yeah, I've, I've got to do that at some point. I don't know if you're planning to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not massive on heights, but it's one of those things I will have to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Twenty-five. Um, the average age of our squad. Uh, no, it's the <laughs> uh, uh, minutes to switch to the NFL surface, which I think is quite fast considering the size of that ground. That is actually really fast. I've yeah. got. I want to see that happen. By the way, I've seen all of the uh, video things of it going on, all the tests and everything. Once the stadium's open, I'd love to just watch that actually happen. Yeah, yeah, you're I, right. Yeah, I don't know whether it's going to happen today. There was someone said they, they're doing an opening ceremony. 
and I didn't yes. know whether they were doing it on the NFL pitch and then they're all going to run off and then the football pitch is going to come on oh, and wow. then the teams are going to come on. So if you're going today, um, they're opening the doors at 4.45 wow. and they're basically telling everyone, look, get here because yeah. we're, we're doing an opening ceremony from like 7, 7.15. Uh, Coity telling everyone to get off the grass. No, that was when we left. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> do you know, do you know talking about getting off the grass, I know it's a really random thing that's a thought that's sent to my mind. Yeah. But when, um, I, so I, I, at the Legends game, I'm in the north and I'm sort yeah. of about four rows back in the in the in the middle tier, and yep. the, uh, there was so many points where the ball where the ball was going off the pitch, but then bouncing back on because it's so close, isn't it? To the uh, yeah. that the ball boy was like, does he go onto the pitch and get it for the goalkeeper? And he was yeah. like really unsure what to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> ah, and I think part him. of his problem is because it's the Legends game. And I think it was it Neil Sullivan that came on in the second yeah, half. Yeah, he was yeah. like, just go on the pitch, mate, and go and get it for yeah. me. I'm, I'm not getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, at my age, come on. Come on, exactly, throw me the yeah. ball, kid. Just go and get it for yeah. me. I don't care. Yeah. You were out on the pitch on this on this yeah. particular occasion. Use, use your young legs, young man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But he had this real like, he had this real kind of look about him. As, Am I allowed to do this? He's obviously been told don't go on the pitch. But then he's like, yeah. well, Neil Sullivan's not getting the ball, and I I can see it there. I might as well just go and yeah. get it. <laughs> did you know? Did you know about the urban myth about our corners? Yeah, you know I did about the fact there was no space. Yeah, what what do you think about yeah. that? Having there's, yeah, there's, two there's, games plenty, there. there's plenty of space. Yeah, <laughs> my, 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 funny enough, my dad, uh, I phoned my dad after the game, and he said, uh, "I've heard about the fact they can't take corners." I was like, "That's rubbish! Like, there's yeah. plenty of space to take corners." My, um, it was rubbish. one of my, it was one of my favourite urban myths that yeah. was like spread by gooners and stuff. Oh, they've designed it wrong. The pit, you know, trying to get so close to the pitch, and now there's no room to take a corner. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, that would have to be one of the dumbest, most brainless mistakes yeah. ever. Anyone. Yeah. Ever makes in the world like okay we've drawn the football pitch on hang on a minute <laughs> corners yeah wait a minute yeah oh we're, maybe, yeah, we'll, maybe they, yeah. they've designed they, if it i know it's not true but if, if it had been maybe they'd, they'd have done it to kind of give us an advantage because our corners are so shocking when ericsson takes them it's like well you're gonna have to struggle to take corners as well yeah, you know? yeah. it's gonna be yeah. us we, we kind of neutralize the opposition's <laughs> yeah. weapon and yeah. and we take it on the chin that yeah our corners are <laughs> shite anyway yeah we, our, our corner delivery isn't the best no just, oh, don't, <laughs> be, don't. being polite yeah yeah. Um, yeah, so so more stats. More we've got stats. so we've gone down. We've gone down from one billion, and we're now yep. at zero. And I've got a couple of zeros for you. Yep. Which are the number of games played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, three then. So number of games played so far. Uh, also, uh, how many plastic straws you'll find at the ground. Oh um, yes. And also, how much you'll be able to spend in cash at the ground. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's cashless. Completely cashless. Um, did yeah. you see that someone had a real go about the fact you're not allowed to bring any food or anything into the ground? Yeah, it's um, yeah, you you got to buy it there, people. <laughs> it's, it's, it, the thing is, yeah, exactly. The thing is, like, I, I'm talking about my dad. Like, you know, if I when I used to go to um, the old ground and any any ground where we went to Wembley as well, yeah. my dad makes a huge point of complaining about the price and like this just it's yeah. outrageous it's all outrageous how you got and it, and he just it gets him every time like you know with the veins yeah. almost sticking out in his neck where he's so annoyed at how much things <laughs> cost like but for, for me I'll always say to him and this is my my take on it it's just you have to accept it there's just things in life yeah. that you have to accept like yeah. you know the Things this, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything on the top of my head, but you know, just things that you don't, you can't change, you don't Taxes. particularly agree with. Here's another, here's one off the top of my head: when you park at a car park, 
they don't give change, right? You know, no matter where you go, you, like if it says the parking's two pound twenty and you've got two pound fifty, you put two pound fifty in and you won't get thirty p change. It'll just no. print two pound fifty on the ticket, even though the parking's two twenty. So you've basically been scammed for thirty p, and it's yeah. a rip off. Right? But you just can't do anything about it. There's not like, what can we do? It's it's the same at, at probably every car park in the country. Yeah, and, it, and it's the same with stadiums, uh, football stadiums. You're just gonna pay through the nose for food and drink. It's just what it is. Cinema, <laughs> cinemas the same. The, there you go, cinema's another yeah. one. Yeah, and I, cinema. You kind of have to, it's that kind of, for me, it's just that you have to just accept it. You know, if, if you don't accept yeah. it and get angry, you'll just spend your whole life being angry. <laughs> well, I think some people enjoy that, to be honest with you. Yeah, there is that. Facebook page. There I mean, is, is, that. That, is that the conclusion of Matt's Yeah, stats? so we've gone from one billion down to zero, mate. Yeah, we're done. Hooray! <laughs> I enjoyed that. Thank you. We, we missed Matt's stats recently, so it was good to have you back. Good, good. <laughs> I want to talk about a certain idiot amongst our Spurs news team who wrote a April Fool's Day prank. That idiot was me, and I seem to have not only upset a lot of people on April Fool's Day, I've become fake news, dude. Yeah, did you know? Did you write that? Did you actually write that? Yeah, because yeah, I've that, been yeah. I've been sent that by about five or six people on WhatsApp, <laughs> and I'm like, it's April. F- I didn't realise you were the actual yeah. person who wrote it. Uh, I am the person who wrote it. <laughs> I wrote that three weeks ago and saved it in a draft on our thing. Oh my god! I, I sent it to Dan, a fellow admin, and went, Dan, I've written this, and he replied to me going. Seriously, you've put too much effort into that. It looks real, and I said that's. And I said that's why in the bottom where we normally put the source in brackets for anything we post on Spurs News, yeah. you'll always know where it's come from. It's a bracket at the end. I wrote, "This is fake news." April Fool's Day. <laughs> so people have cropped that off and have started sharing it. Honestly, can I? Can you send me your autograph in a post, Sam? You're f- yeah. I, I know someone famous now. <laughs> well, I'm on Twitter this morning, and like a big Twitter account shares it, going, "Does anyone know if this is true?" And I'm like, "I know it's not true. I wrote, I wrote the freaking thing." <laughs> and then I sent them a link to our page saying, "Here it is, but not cropped off." I can't believe it. So, if anyone's listening who hasn't seen this on April Fool's Day on our page in the morning, I posted that. Uh, overnight in America, Enoch had agreed to sell the club to the owners of the New England Patriots, uh, the Kraft family. I did a bit of research, like literally 30 seconds on Google, who owns the New England Patriots. Ding, da ding, da ding. Threw in the guys like the age 70, you know, just made it sound like it was written by a journalist, which is frightening, by the way, how yeah. easy that is. Get a job, journalist. My God. Um, and then I literally wrote in the last line, it's an April Fool's joke. You know, this is fake news. And it just goes to show how little people actually bother reading articles. It's scary. Because people read the headline and reacted. People read the first paragraph and reacted. Anyone who read to the bottom went, oh, you bastard, you got me. (laughs) But then there's a hundred comments of people just losing their (laughs) shit. (laughs) In both directions, by the way. Some people are like, oh, this would be terrible sharing links of this guy's gone to jail and stuff. (laughs) And then there's other people the other way going, yeah, Daniel Levy's finally gone. We're going to have money to spend. And I'm sat there going, read the damn, read it. People, please. It's April 1st. It is the morning. Just read it. Read the damn thing. Did you know? Do you know what I? Uh, I got to a couple of things. Firstly, that my wife was really cross with you because she read it and then re- realised it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, "I need you to tell Sam off next time you speak to him." <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Vicky. 
But this, this, <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> Everyone else sod him, but I feel bad about your mission. I like her. <laughs> but you know the second thing, right? I yeah. um, I'm part of a WhatsApp group that's got about yeah. 300 Spurs fans in, yeah. and one of them shared it this morning. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't realise, because I knew, I knew I'd seen it, and, I, and in my mind I hadn't connected the fact that it was your, your piece. Yeah, yeah, that was so, me. So I put, it's an April Fool's joke, right, yeah. don't worry, forgetting it was actually... And like, people had a go at you. And, and other people were going, well, I, it might be true, and I'm really hoping it is. And, and honestly, there's a whole conversation yeah. about it, and I'm like, yeah. I'm sure because I, all, I'm sure because I took my time. <laughs> yeah, no, I wrote the damn thing, and I'm seeing it shared all over. I'm like in so many Tottenham groups on Facebook, and I'm just sitting back at the moment, going, "Some ass has cropped the April Fool part off, and he's just shared it and gone." There you go. Put that out there. Let people debate it. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just sat back. I'm just. I'm expecting at some point to get like a phone call, like "Hello, Mr. Jones, this is Daniel Levy. Um, what the hell do you think you're doing?" Yeah, we're gonna have some solicitor from America saying, putting out a denial. We are not buying Tottenham Hotspur, and all because I thought it'd be funny on April first. That's awesome, mate. That is but honestly that's brilliant. I, 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 I know. I, it I know is you're frightening, so, yeah, though, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It's frightening, <laughs> but honestly, from 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 your point of view, I'd be actually quite proud because, oh, uh, like, you know, it's, it's although it's an April Fool's joke, it's, yeah. it is, must be so believable for the fact that it's been spread yeah. so far and wide. And the fact that I'm telling people, look, I wrote it, and they're arguing with me. I'm, I'm like, no, seriously, <laughs> I I'm did. the one. I, I wrote the thing. Here's the original post from our Facebook page. And I, and I mentioned it to Dan, I think I posted it in our chat this morning, he's just laughing his head off and, you know, sent me a Trump meme with you are fake news. It's like, you <laughs> jackass. But um, it did give me an idea. So um, we got a, a group of a few hundred people listen to us, uh, about 300 of you, 350, uh, 400 at a stretch, listen to us every week. Big thank you for that. Um, I got an idea and I want to put it out to all of you who are listening right now because it could be funny or it's a dick move. So you decide, you get in touch and tell us. With the unbelievable success of my April Fool thing, which become fake news, without me trying to be fake news, and given the fact that we can't seem to sign a toffee apple at the moment, me and Dan a couple of years ago had an idea of creating a player. And putting it out there that we're going to sign them and see how far it would spread. What do people think? Would yes. that be funny? Let's do it, mate. Have you, have you got the name? Have you got the name of the player? Well, well we came up with loads of them. Um, like, like, and a couple of them were like really stupid. Like, um, this is a uh, South American footballer. This is a you know uh, lad uh, from from Kenya who Victor Wanyama suggested to the club. You know, we came up with this all these different backstory, stupid ideas. We came up with these things, and what we were going to do is basically put a few pieces out about him create a wikipedia page everything so people could quickly google the name and actually find information about them and i reckon genuinely we would get proper football sites reporting it i i i would love to know how far it would go because not that long ago we actually posted on the page about a young uh, uruguayan slash bolivian player who was signing for us the reason why we posted it is because there are four or five academy sites, uh, Twitter accounts, etc., who follow the academy closely, who, if they say something, it's true, it's nailed on. Hmm. They all put it out there on the same day. Now, whether they're doing the same thing as we're thinking of doing, I don't know, but we posted and said, look, this is the rumour circulating, 
this kid's signing for our under-23s. We don't know anything about him. Within a couple of days, that story was in the Star, the, the Mail Online, and then a couple of days later, it was, yeah, this was a massive hoax. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of we, we might be a bit late to it, but it could be funny. Anyway, so if you're listening, let us know what you think, whether that would be funny or not, or whether it'd just be cruel. No, do you know what, Sam? I just I'm, I'm, I was about to mention that that, uh, that Bolivian uh, player yeah. as well because I, yeah. I remember that. But yeah. you know what? It, you know what? Uh, the, the the difference is, uh, I think what what we we should do that uh, wasn't done with this one. Yeah, was that it? Kind of like you say, you know, with, with your April Fools. Yeah, people like you get a lot of people just believe what they read, whatever they see, yeah. they believe. Now, yeah. for me, I like to think I'm one of these people that. Um, if I see something, I need to Google it and, ch- and yep. research yep. it. And there was nothing on him. So I was no, like, right, I this is fake. So if we did a fake one, but then, like you say, set up a Wikipedia page <laughs> so people could just type him in Google and, like, yeah. oh, yeah, and he's would real. find, would he's find the background, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, well, um, I, we, <laughs> it could be funny. I mean, I, I can't make my mind up. I'm, I'm on the fence between that's really funny, how far would it go? And then on the other side, I think, nah, that's really people might it's then mean. think of us as assholes you know for doing it but yeah everybody on the podcast if you're listening let us know what you think because you could be in on it we could between us all share it and just see how far it gets and just laugh our heads off but anyway enough enough fun and frivolity and stupid ideas um <laughs> the main content for the podcast today is actually gonna hand over to the listeners um last week i put a post out saying hey let us know what you think what's going on with all things spurs everyone stayed silent yeah no we just got to... ignored didn't we mate yeah yeah <laughs> But that's okay. I, I don't mind. It's all right. I mean, I, I had to listen to a Dido album and cried for an hour Aww. about it, but it was fine. It's all right. I mean, that's that's perfectly healthy, right? Um, but basically, I put a post out yesterday just to say, look, you know, we're going to be talking again. Anyone got an opinion they want to share? And we've got a fair few. So I thought, well, rather than me and the uh, chatting about a few topics ourselves, let's hand it over because I dare say someone in here is going to ask about Gareth Bell. <laughs> And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. I'm going to start off with David Hunt. David, I'm always so careful how I say your name, my friend. Uh, He says, Hugo Lloris, question mark. Um, Yeah, what do we think? Uh, It's a fair starting point because there's been a big discussion over it. Uh, Matt, I'm going to let you run with this one to start with. Uh, Hugo Lloris, question yeah. mark. <laughs> I, I just, I, I genuinely don't know. Um, I've been so kind of, um, I've been his, like, you know, I've, I've, like, yeah. I, I know, see, this is the thing, it, it kind of, um, it kind of goes along with the evolution, of, I think, as as, the, as our podcast has gone along, because yeah. at the start, when... <laughs> When was it? Was it around the? I think we played Watford in the at the MK Dons, didn't we? And Gazaniga played, yeah. and everyone was saying he should be our number one. And I was like, "This is yeah. ridiculous!" And I brought out all these amazing, yeah. And and I, and I actually say laugh. I actually got quite angry because I'm like, you know, Hugo yeah. Lloris is just far better than him. Shut up, yeah. you know. And then he like we've seen Gazaniga play quite well, well, really well actually, you know. And then Hugo just seems to have been going downhill, really downhill. And it's yeah. I keep I know I did a. I did a stats, I think, on goalkeeper. <clears throat> didn't I do one on comparing him to other to the other Premier League goalkeepers? Yeah, we did. And, yeah. and it still didn't look too bad. And I was like, well, look, you know, look no. at it, look at it on paper, and he's fine. But he's just he's costing us so many points at the moment, yeah. and it's getting to the point where I don't know anymore. I, I don't know if it, I. I think the ratio. He's saving us about as many as he's 
dropping us, mm. and that's not a good ratio for a keeper. Really. No, um, you're right. You know, it, it, everyone's going to have bad days. Everyone's going to make mistakes. How they recover from that, and in the past, he'd win us far more points than he'd ever lose us. This season, I think it's about the same. I think yeah. he's cost us as many points as he's won us. Um, now, it's a difficult thing because he hasn't, for me suddenly gone massively backwards perhaps it's a concentration thing perhaps it's but the whole team at times this season like i've lost my mind it how have we conceded that goal you know how how have they switched you know what what was that that wasn't a pass that was like a tap (laughs) um but the the thing is i I just want to say it's something that i came across um you know on a very minute scale so please don't anyone think i'm comparing this in similarities but just on a very minute scale and it makes me wonder um I, I played rugby to quite a high level when i was 18 and we won a national championship and after it i was king of the world mm. you know and i didn't uh, i didn't train the same way i didn't uh play the next few games the same way um by the time our new season started, we were on a losing streak of like six games because the whole squad, uh, well, we're the champs. Yeah. And, and our brains just couldn't click back in the gear. And it was a real rude awakening. We were playing this team who the year before we put like 90 points on and we were like 20 nil down at half time, looking at each other going, what the hell? Mm. And it kind of took us to, you know, knock that out of us. And I wonder, and I've seen it, you know, you see it with professional athletes. England rugby team won the World Cup and then just descended into crap for like eight years. And the reason for that is because this whole generation built towards that moment. And when that moment happened, it was like, well, well, we're done. And I I do wonder, you given the fact, you know, what happened at the start of the season with him drink driving, which was just so, you know, bizarre... I wonder if his head's no longer, he's no longer as driven as he was, if that makes sense. I've got no doubt he's still a very good goalkeeper, and there are times he pulls off saves and you just go, wow. But the guy who we all know Hugo has been for the last five years for us, the majority of the time, that goal, um, you know, Mo Salah's header, he catches that. Mm. Um, on loads of other occasions this season where he's dropped stuff, missed stuff, he deals with it and just that little bit of concentration that little bit of i don't know that just something seems to be missing that top 10 percent doesn't seem to be there this year you you know you know what sam that's really interesting i I hadn't thought of that and you you might be absolutely right mate because when you think about it like for a player to win the world cup as as there is there is no more to that is there no you 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 don't you don't like you know you are that's that is literally the the top of the tree you win that what what is the, like you know where did like you wonder then the motivation in from from yeah. there where you know where can you pick e- it up from? Even if you think you're still at the same, even if you think to yourself, well, of course I still want to play, of course I still want to win things. I generally don't think he's at that level anymore. I don't think I think his drive to go and win stuff now. I think it's gone, mm. and I it, it would actually really cut into something we've talked about and we couldn't understand how defensively this year we've just not been the same no the same players and individually playing well you know like toby individually if you look at him he's had a good season yan had a good season our fullbacks different friggin story let's not talk about them but centrally and we've conceded goals that you look at go how and i wonder if it's just the confidence thing of they've lost all faith 
in him coming to claim things. They've lost all faith in his ability and it's causing indecision, it's causing, you know, problems. I mean I felt for Toby terribly at the weekend, you know, he's yeah. been credited that as an own goal. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but it's I don't know, that's just my my theory anyway. Yeah, it's causing calamity, you're right. It's just not you know, I I, I look I mean, not so much last season, maybe the season before and the season before that, especially the season at White Hart Lane. But we was, I think we were the second, had the second lowest amount of goals conceded. Yeah, you yeah, know, we, did, yeah. we were so strong. And, and, and I remember we, we lost, we got walloped by Newcastle yeah. in the last game of the season when the season was dead anyway, I think. Yeah. But then we, we didn't concede more than two goals, I think, for like a season and a half, two seasons. And yeah. so, so strong. And you're right, it's the same players. It's the same players, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. It's really odd. How it is odd. Um, yeah. I mean, David's probably put the question mark thinking, is it time we pulled the trigger? Now, if you'd asked me that three months ago, I'd have said no. If you'd asked me six months ago, I'd have laughed. Yeah. Um, you're asking me today. Um, I. Th- uh, the key thing is you have to replace him. Now, that is no disrespect to Gazaniga, but I do not... If you're a team that not only wants to be in the Champions League, but wants to aim to win... Champions League, win the Premier League. God, I just, I just made Matt choke at the notion yeah, so, of just winning the Champions yeah, League. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That was an un- un- subconscious reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's enough that a lot of people probably choked as I said. You couldn't have timed that any better. But if you have got the ambition to do that, which Pochettino, you know, relentlessly says, Daniel Levy always said it in the interview yesterday. You know, we've got to where we want to be. I mean, Daniel Levy basically said, "Look, I'm taking a week off after tomorrow, mm. and then I am back to the." next thing yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. taking us from here to the next level yeah, sure. um now if you've got to do that uh you know with great respect to Paolo Gazaniga he has been a brilliant backup this season he has been a fantastic number two Michel Vorm before this season for me was a fantastic backup and a great number two to challenge and to go on you need a goalkeeper who's going to be better on the ball than Hugo distribution better but do all that other stuff as well, mm. and also have the drive to kick on. To sign a goalkeeper of that level, all you got to do is look at the goalkeepers that have been signed the last couple of years. Liverpool's keeper, uh, Chelsea have upgraded their keeper. You're looking at 70 to 80 million now yeah, to sure. get a goalkeeper to take up that level. Hugo Lloris, you're probably going to get age, contract length, 25 million for him at the most. Yeah. Are the club going to invest that amount of money in a goalkeeper? I don't think they are. Yeah, and it's it's interesting as well, isn't it? Because um, you know the, the Liverpool keeper and the Chelsea keeper they're they're young guys, aren't they? And yeah, uh, yeah. you just I mean, what is Hugo Lloris now? Is he thirty two? Isn't he thirty one, thirty two, thirty three? Yeah, it's got to be around that. You yeah. keep talking, I'll check. Yeah, no worries. But he he's very much like you know he plays a sort of sweeper keeper role for us, doesn't he? But it's almost like you know we're talk, talking about I was you know, talking earlier about the evolution of stadiums, the evolution of goalkeepers. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he is falling behind, I think, a little. Yeah, he's and, thirty-two. There, there you go, and maybe that's why he's. I don't know. Look, I just you know trying to dissect it. Obviously, you know he's used to playing this 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 way for for a while now, so yeah. it's not like he's just been introduced to it. But no. at the same time, it does feel like he's 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 making too many errors. Than he should for a goalkeeper playing in his style and who have, who's played in his style for as long as he has. You know, it's yep. that's what's throwing me. I think with him, it's not like um, I don't know. He'd been playing for uh, 
don't know, uh, what's, a, what's a team that, like, uh, uh, trying to think of a, a club that don't really uh, play out from them. Well, most of them, to be honest with you. Like, you know, one of the other Premier <laughs> yeah. League clubs where, where where a goalkeeper's a goalkeeper and he's, yeah. he's not, you know, defensive duties, just nothing to do with him. And, and I guess that's why goalkeepers can sort of play to their late, you know, mid to late 30s. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely. nowadays, that's not, that's not what you want from a goalkeeper, is it? And that's not what you expect no. from the... Well, well, certainly not currently. Currently, yeah. the, the the trend in football is to play this, uh, play the football at the back to bring the teams to press forward so you can then break quickly, drag them out of position and, and exploit the space. Mm. That's the idea behind it. Um, when it's done well, it looks brilliantly. When it's done bad, you look like a bunch yeah. of lunatics. Yeah, sure. Um yeah, I think we can move on from Hugo. I mean, I think it's a debate that's going to run and run and run. Um, Stuart Burgess uh, doesn't really have a question, but just wants to point out that his son is a mascot for tonight's game. Oh, awesome. uh, Stuart, that's amazing. Good luck to him. Um, uh, Nicholas uh, Avagusti, sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, is loyalty to individual players costing us progress? Vaughan was costing us games, and now Larice is. That's a fair point I think we've just covered it but I think that's a fair point um, mm. it's a fair question is loyalty to players uh, loyalty works kind of both ways and us as fans often scream for loyalty but then want a player beheaded the minute he makes a mistake <laughs> so I think we got to kind of take it a little bit here and, and look at the fact that Hugo over his career with us has been phenomenal now should sentiment get in the way of progress no it shouldn't but should we also turn our backs on him after a mistake no we need to support him we need to sing his name tonight we need to get behind him um and at the end of the season got to trust that the manager and make the decision he thinks best yeah absolutely. uh stuart stuart door says are we as fans overreacting is losing 10 games to date good enough should we cash in on ericsson has larice become a liability well we've covered larice um what do you think, Matt? Are are we as fans overreacting to the poor form? It, it's do you know what it is for me? It's just really disappointing. It's really disappointing. That's all. That's my overwhelming feeling, and it. I don't know. It's just unexpected as well. It's yep. kind of like we we under Pochettino. Obviously, this is the worst run of results we've had under Pochettino. I think in his whole um, time with us. Yep. But all right, the Liverpool game. Yep. You know we struggled there, you know, so we, and we lost that that one. But it's the the Burnley one and the um, Southampton game, you know, and even the Arsenal game to an extent. I mean, we should have really won that one, you know. But yeah. it's yeah, it's that kind of what is going on. That's 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 for me. I'm not, I, I'm not overreacting for, to the point of view. Where I'm not angry at the club or angry at Pochettino. Like should, like looking for looking for someone to blame. Yeah. It just it's just this kind of. Weird thing that's happened. I mean, like the Southampton game, we we played them off the park in the first half. We should have been yeah. four new up. The Liverpool game, yeah. when we scored the equaliser, I could see us getting the winner. You know, the, yeah. And and then we score some calamitous, ridiculous own goal to 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 lose the game. And it's just like it's almost yeah. like just we're having so much bad fortune at the moment. Like it, 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 this, it, this it happens fa- when yeah. when confidence is low. You know, crap happens. It's just one of those things. Um, but I, I mean, you're right to point out. You know, losing two-one narrowly at Anfield isn't the result you look at and go, "Bloody hell, what the hell was that about?" Yeah, yeah. The losing to Southampton in the way we lost to Southampton mm. is, a, is the type of game we got to look at and go, "What the hell?" Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, is that um, you talk about selling Ericsson, um 
uh, to be honest with you, I I feel like he checked out. I think I said on the podcast a couple of months ago, who thinks that he's he's completely not bothered anymore. He's dang tools. Mm. Um, a lot of people disagreed with me and just said, look, he has a dip every year. And I thought, yeah, no, that's fair. You know, players dipping in and out of form. I think I even said myself, if I knew nothing about his contract, would I be thinking he's dang tools or would I just be thinking he's in bad form? Yeah, sure. Um, I gotta be honest with you. Against Liverpool, I thought at times he looked, you know, like himself. But then, his like his first touch is vanished. Like the ball goes to him and he miscontrols it, like Sissoko was last season. And I'm, I'm yeah. watching. I'm thinking this, this. That to me is when it's a sign of a player who is either completely meh, whatever. I'm going through the motions, or is just so out of form and so. Um, low on confidence, if you like, that they need something to happen for him to give him that boost. But then, I then watch the international break, and he's phenomenal. Yeah. And you've got to look at that then and say, well, if you're phenomenal when you're in a Denmark shirt, and you come back and put the Tottenham shirt on, and you're doing this, clearly you don't want to be here anymore. It's not so, form. It's not form, is it? Yeah. yeah. So for me, yeah, it's time to cash in. Um, mm. I'm disappointed because. I've really, really enjoyed watching Ericsson play for us. He's a player I've, I've rated from day one. Um, so, yeah, the, it's a shame for me to say that, but, yeah, I do think it's time to go. Uh, losing 10 games isn't good enough. Um, if you want to challenge, you want to even be in the top four in this league, losing 10 games in a season isn't good enough, and the season's not even over yet, so that could that could increase. Hopefully it won't, but it could. Uh, no. Um, so, Patrick Canning... Um, why are we not paying the wages to keep the likes of Toby and then we go and buy unproven players to replace them? It seems madness. Uh, you you can only pay what you can pay. And I think this is something that, you know, it's not my money. I don't care. If Tottenham suddenly announced that they're paying him 300 grand a week, I'm not going to go, ooh, ooh, that's the, ooh, what about our fiscal responsibility? No, I'm a football <laughs> fan. So if they did that, that's fine. But there are people in charge of the club. Now, if you're if you've got kids and you take them out somewhere and the kids want that toy that toy that toy that toy you don't buy them all for them you know you've got a budget you've got x amount of money in your pocket and you're going to say okay you can have one daniel levy's got x amount of money in the bank and he can only go so high on negotiations people can say oh that's just him blah blah, blah. whatever he works for somebody and that person gives him a budget the budget is the club's budget you can't just pay people whatever they want. It doesn't work that way. That's not reality. That's not life. Um, so he was offered a great deal. He turned it down. It became nasty. He's going to leave. It's, you know, unless, unless something monumental changes. The buying unproven players to replace them, you're right. There is an element of madness in that, and I completely understand why it frustrates people. Um, yeah, I, I don't know... I don't know, we need to change. We need to change in our philosophy. We need to change in our approach if we do genuinely want to win things. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add to that, mate? Yeah, and I, I think with the, un- with the unproven players, it's one of those things where sometimes it works spectacularly and sometimes it doesn't, does it? I mean, we've had some... <laughs> sometimes it fails. Yeah, sometimes it, yeah. But, but sometimes it's fantastic. I mean, I remember when we signed, uh, we told Sol Sheringham, I think, and we signed Berbatov, I think, to... Yeah. Was, it, was that the case? I'm sure he signed to replace some a big striker. And um, I was thinking, who the hell yeah. is Berbatov? And like literally within about ten games, I'm like, ah, this is why we signed him. But there's of yeah. course other players where we've signed them and they just have not done it. So it's a it's a risk, and I guess 
I don't know. It's maybe something they just they just think like they've worked out into into the you know their their financial dealings. Like you know, what how many will pay off and how many won't is better than you know yeah. by improving players. I guess. Can you can you think of a player we've signed who you were really excited about because like you knew of him and you were like really hyped about the signing and then when they played for us were just crap. <laughs> I can't. Do you know what I, I hadn't. Particularly heard of him, but I remember when we when we signed Giovanni dos Santos from Barcelona, didn't we? Yeah. And I was thinking, Christ, we signed a youngster from Barcelona. He's going to just be awesome, and he really wasn't. Was he? Well, well, he was after he left us, ironically yeah. enough. <laughs> um, Who are you thinking of? Me. It's just going to sound ridiculous. It was Sergey Rebrov. Yeah. Oh God, of course. Right? Yeah. When he when he joined us, he was the strike partner of Andrei Shevchenko right. at Dynamo Kiev. The pair of them were just barreling goals for fun. Yeah. AC Milan, who were the biggest club at the time, were trying to sign both of them. And in the end, they could only afford one, and Rebrov turned them down, so they went for Shevchenko. Yeah. So their first choice was the one that we ended up getting the year <laughs> later. I was blown away. I was like, oh, the ambition we're showing here, this guy's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, he was shocking. Really. He was yeah, so shocking. Just, I can I can he, remember watching him a game. I remember being at White Lane and watching him, and I think the highlight of his of his of his of the ninety minutes was him just falling on his ass. I think that was like all I remember of him in that game. Yeah, it was just dreadful. It, it was it was painful. Um, <laughs> Stefan Cruz Alvarez says form over loyalty. Ericsson and Arisa have been poor lately, but yet they still play. To be honest with you, mate, I think that's actually more down to options. Uh, yeah. You, you don't change your goalkeeper without absolutely shooting his confidence in the head. I mean, everybody knows that. Um, and Ericsson, who replaces him? Yeah, of course. We, we just haven't signed anybody. It's yeah. It comes back to that, and I know that just winds people up, but it's the reality of where we are. Uh, Gary Markham, why don't we see the passion and commitment from Lucas all the time? When is Ericsson going to switch on, and are we going to buy Larice new gloves? <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, okay. Well, I like Gary's point there. It was his gloves. Not a Hugo <laughs> mistake. Exactly. Hugo needs new gloves. So Gary's Better on grip. that. Um, the Ericsson thing we talked about. But Lucas, Lucas is an interesting one. I've seen him play really well twice this season. Once at Manchester United and once at Liverpool. Um, mm. Oh, sorry, I lie. I'm at the new camp. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, the big, biggest games of the season. <laughs> Now, yeah, that either says one or two things to me. One, he only seems to be able to raise his game when he's playing against a a big team. Or two, he is very effective against teams that want to attack and there's going to be space and seriously ineffective against teams that just go, right, we're playing Tottenham, 10 men behind the Mm -hmm. ball. That could be more accurate, I think. Um, Chris Buckland, is the game on TV? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Liam Hickey. What's changed to make us have this awful run recently? Uh, will the new stadium give us a boost needed to get back on track um, and get us above the Woolwich scum? <laughs> uh, Liam, yes, I hope so. Uh, like like you wouldn't believe. I I have some Arsenal friends and I had a woke up to a voicemail the other day which was a three-minute rendition of them chanting nice ground crap team. Oh. Three three minutes, by the way. So I almost kind of impressed at their dedication. They're that so they actually spent yeah, three, three minutes. minutes doing that. But um, yeah, I'd like that. I mean, to be honest with you, this is going to sound stupid. I don't care about them, and this is 
this is going to sound possibly a little bit naive in this. I've loved that we've finished above in the last couple of years, but now I don't care about them. I want us to kick on. Mm. And for us to kick on, we need the Champions League. Now, if we finish third or fourth, I don't care as long as we're in the Champions League. If they finish third and we finish fourth on this season, I don't care. We've had yeah. such a weird year mm. that just somehow clawing over the line in a Champions League spot, I'll be over the moon from where we are now. Um, what's changed? For me, we've run out of steam. Their squad has been pushed to its limit. Um they didn't have a pre-season rest because they were at the World Cup. We had the most players of any club side in Europe still in the World Cup in in the in uh, right up until the final week. Um, the season started as the players were supposed to be on holiday, and a lot of them came back because they knew the season was started. Um, rightly or wrongly, Pochettino's fitness levels means that the players work harder than most other teams. Um, anyone who's into stats can have a look that in the last since the Burnley game the amount that our team runs has dropped by 50% the the team's just not running as much it's not mm. working as hard as it did they they can't they are dead on their I'm feet sure, yeah um and that all comes down to the lack of additions it all comes down to the lack of options in the side um it also comes a massively amount to poor form um, because there are certain players in this squad that are fit, but their form is shocking. Um, yeah. Our fullbacks this season, they've rotated brilliantly, but none of them. Uh, Danny Rose, maybe a couple of games. Uh, ben Davis has been very solid when we've used a three, or if he's at the play left back, but stay back. He's been awful going forward. Trippier's had an awful season. Mm. Um, Aurea's had an awful season. Carl Walker-Peters hasn't had a look in, which baffles me because when he's played but then again when he's played people have slated him because he's made mistakes so I don't know I, I'm I'm at a loss really uh, why this has happened the only thing I can put my finger on is to say we've just run out of steam yeah you put it right which is so worrying <laughs> mm. uh, Al Pesh uh, basically talks about team enrichment um, <laughs> which which is our running thing Uh um, we'd we, we'd love to get third set off a fourth spot. I mean, we've just discussed that. I think Alpes. So, um, Matt hoped had nothing to say. Then he said, "Ha ha, I'm lying. <laughs> yes, I do." Um, with the Saracens deal, NFL naming rights. But as you said, the last podcast probably have to wait for Brexit before these things are announced. And the extra capacity. Can you see us spending about fifty to a hundred million for players? Basically, does the Saracens develop mean we'll have more cash to pay around? Um. Well, I kind of know the answer to this, but I don't want to depress everybody. Um, the answer is no. So basically, the Saracens deal, for anyone listening who isn't aware of this, Saracens Rugby Club has signed a deal with us for play one game a season at the new ground for the next five years. Um, they've basically been playing at the athletic stadium occupied by the you know tenants currently, West Ham. Um, and it's one game a season against London rivals Harlequins. They get a massive gate for it. Uh Saracens originally North London, so they're going to use our stadium. It's going to be during the international break, basically the break that we've just had. Um, it's a one-off game. Just to clear this up, it's going to be played on the turf. It's not going to be played on the NFL surface, which is very different to a rugby surface. So it will be played on the grass. 
but I can tell you modern pitches one game and then with like a 10 days until the next football match it's not going to affect us one damn bit yeah sure so so no one's stressed about that um I'm a I'm from Bristol I'm a Bristol rugby fan we share a stadium with a football club for a full season uh championship team playing football and premiership rugby on the same pitch you wouldn't know it's fine in modern pitches modern technology if it's managed right and the fixtures are done right it's fine so a one-off game don't even worry about that it's not going to wreck the pitch um and it is a revenue stream the reason why i'm saying no in terms of whether that's going to go straight into the players is because these revenue streams are being set up to pay for the stadium so the nfl deal for 10 years this deal for premiership rugby over five years that income is going straight to pay the loan. It's paying off the ground. Now, all of this was set up to do that. Then the idea being the increased revenue from football, from match day football, that goes back into the budget. And that's why Harry Kane signed his new deal with the massive pay rise. That's why Delhi did. That's why other players are going to be offered deals, I hope, which will raise them up. That's why Ericsson has a deal on the table, which is a phenomenal financial deal from us. It's just up to him where he signs it. But that that's why, it's because of that has happened. The other stuff, all of the stuff like the NFL deal and the money for that and what will be the stadium naming rights, that's just paying off the ground. So in 10 years' time, the ground is owned outright, no loan on it, and the club is like, hey, hey bring, us, bring forth your cash. We shall <laughs> spend it on cheese. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Um, a direct impact on us spending money on players, no. It frees up our existing budget. But as we all know, our existing budget is nada. So <laughs> it's a little bit awful. Uh, Kirk Fawcett says, why the sudden loss of form? Uh, well, we've just kind of discussed this, I think. Um, fitness has fallen, total lack of passing the ball. Yeah, Kirk, I mean, we've just discussed that, my friend. Yeah. Um, do we need an outfield captain? Kirk asks that. That's a good question. What do you think, mate? I I, I personally would love to see Harry Kane as captain. I, I just would. I just think he'd be. He'd make a better captain. Not. Um, this is no disrespect to Lloris, and obviously he's, yeah. he's won the World Cup as a captain. But I just think the fact that that Harry Kane is just Mister Tottenham and Moyer the Rovers, yeah. and he just needs to be captain. I just think that it'd, it'd yeah. be better for him. Yeah. yeah. For I mean, club. to me. To me, Gary Mabbott's still captain anyway, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Did you see those tweets saying Mabbott out after we lost that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just disgraceful performance, losing to Inter at home. Yeah, no, Mabbott out. Um, did you see um, Pochettino in the press conference yesterday said uh, Jesus Perez's record was two games, two defeats. He ain't going to get the job anytime soon. <laughs> uh, uh, talk, talk about, you know... Bloody sidestepping that. Nicely done, ah, oh, Jesus, yeah. Awful, awful manager. You can all see why you need me now. Yeah, brilliant. Like you went on the phone the whole game. Um, uh, Curtis uh, Zucotti says, is Harry Winks the key man in central midfield? He is right now. He's, he's back. He's fit, fit to play tonight, isn't he? Yeah, please, please, yeah. Lord, let him start. Yeah. Um, Ken Witt says, when are we going to get a winning team which doesn't bottle it? A five-star mm. stadium and a two-star team, a load of bottlers. Going, oh, f*** off, Ken. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I yeah. say this in the nicest possible way. What a f- comment. Yeah. When are we going to get a winning team? What? 
we've lost 10 games in a season. Add the cups to that. So that's, let's say at most, we've lost 15 games this season. We've played about 40-something. A bit after the... A when bit, are, a bit when after are we going to get a yeah. winning team? What a more on it comment. What do you want? And, and the thing is as well, Sam, I bet after the Newcastle game when we won that 2-1 before we won this yeah. little mini one, I bet he wasn't calling us a two-star team then. No, no. Yeah. It's a, it's a Just because we're having a bad run, all of a sudden everyone wants to write us off. Yeah, it's let's sack neat... the manager. Yeah. Let's... Let's Daniel Levy out. Let's oh we're we're crap. We're bottlers. Yeah. What if we bottled? Yeah, it's just this typical oh, knee jerk reaction, yeah, isn't it? We yeah. get oh oh we've bottled top four. No, we haven't. Yeah. We're fourth. Yeah. Oh, that's because of other results. Yeah, that's how football works. You <laughs> thick. Fuck. Oh. Do you know what? Nah, Ken, jog on. Uh, I I'm I'm in a fairly good mood, but that was just such a moronic comment to make. A five-star stadium and a two-star team. You genuinely, th- genuinely think we're a two-star team. What do you think about Fulham, who just got relegated? Yeah. What, what are they, a no-star team? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like when you get these fans going that we're a laughing stock. I mean, just seriously, yeah. do you seriously think like with with like you, you lose a couple of games and like yeah. suddenly yeah. you know they're, they're this overreaction to yeah. everything and and, sun, and suddenly Scunthorpe United fans are going oh that Tottenham eh? what a load of rubbish yeah, what, no what a, lo- what a laughing stock Tottenham are up there fourth uh, in the Premier League yeah, you know with that yeah, billion pound a, stadium god I, I tell you what in the 90s I'd have loved this for a laughing stock <laughs> seriously you, people don't know they're bloody alive I know. oh Anyway, any news on Joe Lewis selling? Well, uh, if you check an article out there, there is a yeah, it, there, there, there is some. There's a rumor oh, it's fake. On. Oh, hang on, people have actually said that. Oh no, he says any news on Joe Joe Lewis selling? And someone said what was posted about Robert Kraft was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> oh no, genuinely, people have what talked have you about done, it. Sam? What have you done? Oh, what have I done? Pe- people believe me. Give me the next oh, Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> don't don't you say things like that to me. Yeah. By, by the way, Ken, we're, I've banned you from the page. I can't deal with your negativity. Go go f yourself. And if you're listening, I'm sorry for being so rude, but I just can't stand that level of negativity. It's ridiculous. Joey's the sort of person who's going to go on all these other groups now. He goes, oh, I got banned because I was telling the truth. Yeah, a happy, no, a happy clapper got... banned me. No, mate, you got banned because you're a b- <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's my rather vicious end to a podcast. I'm sorry, everybody, but stuff like that gets right on my nerves. I, you know, I genuinely don't mind. If someone's going to go on and go, oh, you know, what's going on? We've gone from playing really well to playing crap. I'll go, yeah, you're right. You know, things aren't going well. But just to say, oh, we're a laughing stock. We're a two-star two. Star two. Mm-hmm. Oh, blah, 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 blah. We're butlers. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, just be an Arsenal fan. That's what they do. Yeah, Why I- are you doing the job for them? I think the thing is, like I, we've said this, we've had this conversation before. But if you like, you know, if we lose a game, yeah. and you look at all the comments, and they're obviously all people, you know, really upset, and people yeah. react, in the yeah, moment. And, I'm, I'm... and and I, I get that, and like, so, yep. you know, and if people are going to say, look, Trippier had a bad game, which is probably what they can say yep. most of the season, or Larice yep. not doing, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you're entitled yep. to that. But when you st- then start saying. Like you say, oh, we're bottlers, and this is yeah. like we're a joke, and like we're yeah. a laughing stock. It's like what? Then you just, you you're, you're being an idiot. You're being an yeah. idiot. You know yeah, you, you, you've gone from you know upset reaction to now just being a prat. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Dan on our our Facebook group, Dan Spurs News. Everyone look him up, beat him up. Um, he actually can't. He's a freaking unit, Dan. He's like a monster. But anyway, um, he 
um, often winds me up. Anyone who's listened to us knows this, and I can feel him getting closer and closer to saying it to me. And judging by how I just snapped at that poor sod, who I now feel really bad for, by the way, um, he, I'm going to rip his head off. I am going to proper go it, for him. Yeah, he's words? the minute, the minute he says season over to me, I'm going <laughs> to knock him out. Uh, this this year, I can feel it. I can feel it already, and I'm like. You, I don't know about anyone else. You know, like with someone when they're getting tense and they sort of the whites of their knuckles start showing because they're <laughs> gripping something. I'm like that every time I'm in chat with them at the moment. I'm like, don't do it, don't you, don't you do it. We lost to Liverpool the other day, and I was there chatting to him about the game, and I'm thinking, if he says it, I am gonna lose it. I will absolutely lose it. So I'm just there thinking to myself, no, no, just be calm, make an excuse and leave, make an excuse and leave. And he'd say something, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And here's my point of view. Anyway, I best go. And he'd say something else, I'd be like, okay, just, just, just leave. Don't leave the chat before he says it. Leave it. But yeah, I, I can feel it, and he knows. He knows. He's got me on a bloody string with yeah. this. So he knows he does. Yeah. But anyway, do, do you know when? He, do you know when he's going to say it? If if we if we lose the first leg of the uh, yeah. Champions League, and yeah, do you know I'm yeah. talking about that first leg as well? Because I um I got an. You know, obviously, me being a season, to- season ticket holder, I got an email yeah. uh, saying that I could have my seat, uh, and it yep. was up until 5 p.m. And unfortunately, I saw that email the next day, so I was like, "Oh yep. no, I've missed out on a ticket." So I went onto the site, and there was plenty yeah. of tickets available. But yeah. oh my god, I just was like, "Jesus!" Like my seat is 70 quid, and yeah. like if you sit in the west or the east, it's 98 quid. And I'm like, "Yeah, I can't justify a hundred quid for a game." No, no. It blew I, me away, the price. Um, if if they don't sell out that game, which is the quarterfinal of the Champions League against Manchester City in our new stadium, yeah. the club needs to have a serious look at I, what I, they're doing to yeah. us as fans. No, I'm not... I'm not I, I, I love, don't get me wrong, Sam. I would love to have gone, but I yeah. can't justify paying that amount of money for a single no. football match. I can't do it. No, no. It's, it's ridiculous. And... If people pay it and they sell out, then I got to step back and go. Well, okay, yeah. demand demand dictates price, yep. and it's this work. Fair enough. If there are seats empty in that stadium, you know, and I'm not talking about one or two <laughs> because yeah, sure. I'm talking about if there are significant seats empty in that stadium, it is down to price mm. because someone as dedicated as you it goes. Oh wow, I can't afford that. Yeah. Then a lot of people are doing that, and. Yeah. Let, let's see what happens. And yeah. if the atmosphere is crap, it's because the porn sandwich brigade were the only people who could afford it, and they're all <laughs> up in the cheese room, yeah. the secret cheese room, eating that baked camembert. <laughs> oh, I bet they are as well, the bastards. <laughs> well, we will find that cheese room, Daniel. You will not hide it from us forever. <laughs> I may take me a year walking around that frigging monstrosity of a stadium because it's huge, but I will find that damn cheese room. Seriously, next time you're there, just keep walking in the rooms going, is this the cheese room? Let's yeah. see if people laugh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, mate, uh, big thank you to joining me. Um, you know, with Manic Week this week. Uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. I know we didn't talk about the games that have just gone, but sod it. Who, who wants to talk about that? This is therapy, uh, Sam. This is let's therapy. hope, yeah, let's hope we give a few people laughs, except for that Ken guy. He he can go F himself. <laughs> but yeah, so hope you all had a laugh. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to the Palace game. We are finally, finally going home. Uh, but we'll be speaking to you again next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs!
And remember, to dare is to do.